Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, May 31st in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the tradition of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hoping you've had an elongated holiday weekend full of God, family, and country as I did, and I'm still having as we speak. Yes, strange enough, a lot of folks take breaks on holidays. Once in a while we do, but for the most part, we try to be live. We are live on Memorial Day, celebrating the kickoff of, what, those of those who have gone before us? Is that how we should talk about Memorial Day? Those that we celebrate who uh, sacrificed much so that things can be so wonderful for us? That kind of a thing. Anyway, we'll get into that next hour a little bit more with Dr. Scott Bradley. But for now, a quick recap of Saturday's broadcast. We had our guest on, Mr. Richard Mack, founder and president of CSPOA. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, which he considers a partnership between citizens and local law enforcement, primarily your elected, not appointed police chief, but elected sheriff. Mack encourages those who are not in law enforcement, such as me and you and everybody else, to back their sheriffs, to work with them, to get to know their names, to influence them for good. CSPOA.org. I'm a lifetime member and highly recommend you become one as well. We talked about uh, statism is the acceptance of ideas so unpopular that they need to be mandatory to work, forced to work. That's statism, folks. With airlines, sports teams, and even the states of Oregon and New York, they're experimenting right now with a health certificate of proof that you've received the COVID shot. They're calling it a vaccine passport in America right now. They're forcing you to do so via a smartphone app or other government-approved documents. It won't be long until they create a federal passport or they create, you know, uh, state-included partnership federal passports. What they'll claim is that all 50 states are having different rules and, well, it's just a hodgepodge and won't work. Therefore, the feds need to jump in and take over. That's what they're gunning for, ladies and gentlemen. And you can say it's not true all you want. You can say the private sector can do what they want. But you're being deceived, ladies and gentlemen. You'll have government-approved guidelines and state incentives to cooperate is what you're going to eventually uh, have if we're not very careful and if we, the people, don't push back big time. How real is a vaccine passport, you ask, huh? Well, the linchpin in their global scheme is a vaccine passport because it ties your medical data to everything you buy, everywhere you go, 
and everyone you spend time with. That's right. That's what they're gunning for. Complete control of our lives via government monitoring. All to keep you safe from the cocoa. The health bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci and those at the CDC are literally pushing the envelope to try to make this happen. They're quickly losing credibility. But Americans are still frightened and they don't know what to do. They're waking up fast. That's why they're pushing so hard. The Daily Caller News Foundation and Judicial Watch filed a lawsuit against Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Why? Because she refused to grant an interview to Thomas Catanacci with the Daily Caller because he's a white reporter. She wouldn't grant an interview because he was white. Blatantly said so. And who's the racist, I might ask? Wow. Food storage. We talked about that with a good sheriff, Richard Mack, as well. Get it? Share it? Eat it was the idea we're talking about because we really want you to understand food storage is essential. And, uh, you know, Richard Mack gave a lot of his food storage uh, to a charitable organization, a Catholic organization, and uh, the need is so great. So that's why I say get it, share it, eat it. That was our one of the broadcast. We continued with a good sheriff, and we talked about Idaho's lieutenant governor. Her name is Janice McGeegan, and Janice, the lieutenant governor, when the governor was out of town, she banned the mask mandates. Governor Brad Little was in Tennessee at a Republican, Republican Governors Association meeting, and she used the status as temporary acting governor to ban the mask mandates. Little got back, freaked out, called her a tyrant, and put the mandates for masks back in place. The battle's on all over the country for the hearts and minds of the American people, that's for sure. We talked about Texas Governor Greg Abbott makes it official. You're going to defund cities that defund police. That's like the state governor in Texas going to defund cities that are going to play games and defund the police. I agree. Defunding police is a horrible idea, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about a Texas sheriff. His name is Brad Coe. Warns that the border crisis is serious. He says it's unprecedented and it's causing damage, costly damages to ranches in his community. Wow. I guess it's the Kinney County Sheriff's Department, which employs just sheriff or six sheriff's deputies, said in a statement that it uh, uh, experienced five human trafficking incidences and a stolen vehicle in just 18 hours. It's that bad at the border, says the good sheriff. Judge Wayne Mack, good friend of ours, Justice of the Peace, down there in Texas, spoke at our last convention at the CSPOA, I might add. He's been in public service for over 33 years and played multiple roles. Despite the lawsuits, Texas judge refuses to back down from prayer. You got to like that, huh? We're also talking about the church versus the state of California. California pastor, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Han, I think is how you say it. After preaching in some of the most dangerous countries in the world, this pastor is being persecuted right here in America, for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Liberty Council, our buddy Matt Staver, Matt Staver helping out, LC, libertycouncil.org, uh, Mr. Um, Han, uh, to defend his right to worship freely without government bureaucrats like Governor Gavin Newsom of California's interference. 
We also talked about the Department of Justice got caught deleting emails. Yeah, more powerful evidence in a high-profile case of criminal activity by your Justice Department. After the 2012 elections, the Department of Justice colluded with deep state operatives at the IRS and the FEC to prosecute top Ron Paul staffers, libertarian groups, and conservative organizations all across this country. No accountability, of course. Now in a motion filed in the Zuberry guy's appeal, we find out the government blatantly engaged in obstruction of justice. So Zuberry is seeking to appeal his conviction. The CIA, believe it or not, coming to this guy's rescue. Very strange bedfellows in this case, indeed. We also learned who Rush Limbaugh's successors will be. I guess it's uh, uh, Travis Clay and Buck Sexton will take over his 12 to 3 time slot. There you have that recap of Saturday's show. News the networks refuse to use starts now. I'm Sam Bushman, and joining me now is Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live. Well, thank you for having me back, Sam. Good to be with you. Man, did you have a great weekend, a Memorial Day weekend full of God, family, and country, sir? <laughs> sure did, Sam. I enjoy these long weekends. Uh gives me a chance uh, to rest, to, to think about uh, what I can do better in this world of, uh, of ours and the sacred cause of liberty primarily. So that's what I like to do. Great news, my brother. Leadership school coming up. In July, uh, on July 31st, just two months, it's going to be an incredible event. Uh, Campaign for Liberty in Utah, leading out strong, huh, Lowell? We got her again this year, Sam. We're excited for the opportunity to sponsor a political leadership school, basically Politics 101, uh, where you will learn the real nature of politics. You will learn why educating people alone won't result in the political change you seek. We uh, learn why small groups of dedicated activists can and do win. Happens all the time. We learn about the biggest lie in politics. We learn how to pick good political sites. We learn how to hold our politicians accountable for their actions or for their lack of actions, as the case may be. Now, normally, Sam, you would pay a lot of money for this kind of training. We're talking hundreds of dollars, even $1,000 for a full day this kind of training, but the Utah Campaign for Liberty is making this class available to you at a very reasonable price. Basically, it costs. Anyone, almost anyone can attend. If you register today at the early bird price, the cost is just 40 bucks, and that includes lunch, Sam. So great opportunity. Um, our listeners, I know you have listeners way across the whole country, not just here in Utah. Well, there's probably a school near you, wherever you live. I, if you can uh, just go to the web and search on um, FACL training, that's Foxtrot Alpha Charlie Lima Fackle Training, then you can find a school near you. Sam? You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause, Lowell Nelson, Sam Bushman, Campaign for Liberty on Liberty Roundtable Live.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org on your radio. they got a leadership school coming up July 31st, all day long, 9 to 5, including lunch, just 40 bucks if you get the early bird special. Normally, this training would cost thousands of dollars. We'll tell you what it includes in just a second, but I'm telling you right now, uh, Campaign for Liberty can bring in some of the best experts because of who they're associated with, because of the founder, Ron Paul, uh, and many others. They've got some deep political ties to not only honest financial uh, understandings of economics, uh, right on through to the proper role of government, uh, legitimate with people who have been uh, staffers for campaigns and staffers for uh, congressmen and senators. I mean, they've got, they're surrounded with all the right people for this kind of a training, and they're willing to uh, train because they believe in America. So something that would normally cost big money uh, is now affordable for mere mortals because the sacred liberty cause is at stake. Lol. That's right, Sam. Hard to beat these guys. Uh, this school is taught by the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership, and that's where the acronym FACL comes from. That's Fox, Trot, Alpha, Charlie, Lima, Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. Mike Rothfeld is the founder of this group, but got great, great uh, instructors, Kirk Shelley, Sean Dow, Talbert Black. Uh, I don't know if you've, anybody's heard of these people, Dave Fridgen, but these are individuals who <clears throat> understand political activism and have been teaching these principles ever since uh, I, uh, uh, you know, got involved with the Ron Paul campaign in 2007. So, uh, excellent, excellent instructors. <clears throat> you can't go wrong with this just for, for 40 bucks to spend the day 
learning from the masters basically how to push politicians to do what they ought to be doing, but which they won't do unless you push them to do it. Um, it's well worth the day spent. Um, uh, and plus it gives you an opportunity to network with others. And so I'm looking forward to it right here in Utah because there are just a boatload of people who are excited about uh, making a difference politically um, here in the state of Utah. And this is a great opportunity for them to learn the basics, the fundamentals, uh, the tools, give them the tools that they will need in order to win the political battles they choose to fight. Sam? There you have it, and we'll cover this in more detail in the next several weeks uh, before it comes. How long does the early bird special last? Uh, it lasts a full month, Sam. <clears throat> so all wow. during okay. uh, June, yep, yep, we'll be able to get so that we'll early sure. bird special from now through the end of June. All right, we'll make sure everybody knows about that. Keep reminding me every week, and we'll highlight that and make sure people are aware. We're talking about a political leadership school in Utah, July 31st. If you register right away, only 40 bucks includes lunch uh, for the event as well. Dr. Anthony Fauci lied to us. We need to fire Fossey and end the mandates big time, lol. Well, these are two things that you can do right now, folks, uh, after you sign up for the political leadership school uh, in, uh, for in, uh, to be held in Sandy, Utah, or if, if you don't live in Utah and you can find a school near you because these schools are being taught by the foundation all across the country. Uh, like I said earlier, go to, uh, I was just, just uh, you know, to, uh, into an internet search engine, FACL training. That's uh, Foxtrot Alpha Charlie Lima, FACL training, and you'll be able to find a school near you. But in addition to that, you can do two more things at the campaignforliberty.org website. Number one is to, you can sign a petition to fire Fauci. And number two, you can sign a petition to your governor to end the mandate. <clears throat> now, because of, of Fauci and his recommendations, Americans all over the country have spent the last 15 min months, you know, having their businesses closed, their churches closed, schools been closed. Basically, our normal life shut down underneath these draconian lockdowns. But Fauci lied to us, folks. Not only have these lockdown policies and mandates uh, like masks and physical distancing been terribly ineffective at achieving any positive health outcomes, they've actually destroyed much of the economy, not to mention the long-term damage to people's lives, their businesses, their relationships, and so forth. You know, evidence suggests that Fauci directed money to the um, University of North Carolina and then later to the Wuhan lab in China where the COVID-19 virus was, was leaked. You know, Fauci was promoting the gain of function here in the lab in North Carolina until 2015 when a law, congressional law, prohibited his doing that. So he moved his operation to Wuhan. And, uh, you know, the members of Congress, they need to hear us loud and clear on this. We need to fire Fauci. Get him out of there. You know, he and his cohorts are planning to make billions off the sale of these experimental gene therapy injections. And they want to implement vaccine passports as well. You know, this 15 days to slow the spread propaganda is foisted upon us uh, way back in March of 2020. Um, that was foisted on us by Fauci, basically. 
and there's been exactly zero evidence provided that any of their liberty-crushing measures have benefited anybody but themselves and their rich cronies. Orders to shut down businesses have devastated middle-class Americans, business owners, and their employees. The rates of abuse have skyrocketed. I'm talking alcohol abuse, drug, verbal abuse, physical abuse, suicide abuse. If you call that abuse, I mean people wanting to kill themselves. Those have all skyrocketed in addition to the destruction or the devastation of our economy. And so the Campaign for Liberty, Sam, is proposing to each governor the following. Real basic, man. No more lockdowns, no more mask mandates, and definitely no vaccine mandates or vaccine passports. And um, basically, if you go to campaignforliberty.org, then you can find a couple of these petitions. Sign one to fire Fauci, sign the other to stop the mandates, to end the mandates for good. And we don't need any more of those. <clears throat> you know, Arizona had a law in the books from 2005 that gave the governor authority to mandate medical exams, treatment and or vaccination of people in that state enforced by members of the state or the National Guard. That's got to change. And in Virginia, the state health commissioner told reporters last year he plans to mandate coronavirus vaccinations once one is, is made available to the public. Well, they are available. And under state law, only people with a medical exemption can refuse the mandate. But fortunately, the, the governor there of Virginia overruled the health commissioner. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, set aside for the time being. But that, those laws need to change. Every one of our states need to, to, to demonstrate some backbone and uh, put out of reach this uh, draconian authority to, to mandate, you know, masks or lockdowns or vaccines. It just, we just can't allow this. And so, you know, go to campaignforliberty.org, sign these petitions, and let's let's bury the governors in all these states with um, the names of our of our people who who are against this type of, of draconian authority, you know, being being exercised by the states. You know, that's why Governor uh, in California, Gavin Newsom, he's now facing a recall election because of the mandates that he imposed on the people right there in their homes. Things like, you know, if you have people that come over to your home, they, they got to be masked up except when they're eating. You can't sing, and you have to stay physically distanced from uh, fellow guests by six feet, all right, in your home. I mean, it's so crazy, Sam. These, these tyrants must face a reckoning so these historic abuses of power never happen again. So please, I couldn't folks, agree more, CampaignForLiberty.org. What's that? I couldn't agree more, Lowell. In fact, we need three petitions. Yeah. We need one petition to fire Fauci. We need another petition yep. to stop all the mandates and the belligerents and the abuses. We need a third one, though, that criminally goes after some of these people because they're beyond just um, overreacting to COVID. Okay, this isn't just a, mm. oh, my goodness, you know, it was supposed to be 14 days. We panicked and we locked you down for a month. This is we locked you down for over a year. And now we're persisting in lockdowns that we know for a fact make no sense. For example, Rand Paul called out Fauci for saying, hey, you're involved in political theater here. You've been vaccinated. You are supposedly, according to your vaccine, safe and effective and everything's good. You're wearing two masks now for theater. And Fauci literally just raged back. Oh, you're ignorant. You're not a real doctor. Paul, you don't have a clue. 
You're not following the science, and he just went off. Well, now a short two months later, we found out that Fauci even blatantly admits Ron, or I'm sorry, Rand Paul was correct. Um, it was political theater, but it was kind of necessary because I don't want to send a mixed message. This guy literally has been caught lying and flip-flopping over and over and over to the point where it's beyond oversight or mistake or error at this point. So I think we need a third petition to file to say we need to file criminal charges for some of these people that are trying to violate our liberties and simply jettison the Constitution, which they've sworn an oath to uphold. More in seconds. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Texas lawmakers walked out of the state house chamber just before midnight on Sunday to deny a final vote on a controversial bill that would tighten voting laws in the state. Republican Governor Greg Abbott supports the bill and said he would call for a special session. Republicans in the state call it a common sense approach to securing election integrity. Democrats see the bill as an attempt to discourage minorities from casting a ballot. The bill is known as Senate Bill 7. China announced on Monday that married couples may have up to three children, a major policy shift from the existing limit of two after recent data showed a dramatic decline in births in the world's most populous country. In 2016, China scrapped its decades-old one-child policy imposed to halt a population explosion. Environmental groups in Florida are warning that unusually high numbers of manatee deaths in the first five months of the year are being blamed on algae blooms that are destroying food sources. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. A Texas hospital is demanding employees get the COVID-19 vaccine. Employees are pushing back with a lawsuit. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau has more. Over 115 employees at Houston Methodist Hospital have filed a lawsuit against their employer for requiring them to get the COVID-19 vaccine or lose their jobs. Epic Times reports their lawsuit states the hospital's mandate requires the employees to subject themselves to medical experimentation as a prerequisite to feeding their families. The employees say they took issue receiving experimental COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, such as ones made by Pfizer and Moderna. A lawsuit was filed by a Houston area attorney who stated the mandate violates the nerve Code of 1947 that was written after the fall of the Nazi regime in Germany. The hospital says, quote, it is legal for healthcare institutions to mandate vaccines as we have done with the flu vaccine since 2009. COVID-19 vaccines have been proven to be safe and effective. Millions of people in the United States have received COVID-19 vaccines under the most intense safety monitoring in U.S. history. 
This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, Sam Bushman, CampaignForLiberty.org. So, Lowell, I'm saying we need a third partition, a petition, not par, but petition, and we need to absolutely have accountability for these people and literally file criminal charges against some of them, sir. When you belligerently as a governor just flat out take the law into your own hands and create a tyrannical scenario, like some of these governors have done, Governor Newsom, for example, literally letting bars open, strip clubs open, and shutting down churches. And okay, this is a political agenda driven. This is criminal activity going on, sir. Yeah, I'm with you there, Sam. <clears throat> I might uh, note that there in the northern one of the northern courts of Alabama, there's uh, <clears throat> a lawsuit been filed just last week. Maybe you've talked about this already, but uh, Larry Beecraft and uh, another attorney uh, have filed a lawsuit in behalf of numerous people, uh, doctors and scientists and so forth, uh, basically to enjoin the CDC from uh, any more uh, production and distribution of uh, the so-called COVID vaccine. And um, they are warning, you know, in court documents, they're warning the the court that uh, this is uh, the children, the, the school children are in imminent danger there because of these uh, uh, these uh, gene therapy injections, um, which have not been proven, they've not been tested, and in fact, because the death rates have increased so dramatically following the mass vaccination programs around the world, uh, they are really uh, uh, really putting the, the school children in imminent danger. I'm very interested to see how this uh, court uh, decides, you know, if they'll uh, you know put a a restraining order on the CDC or not. So I'm, I'm going to follow that pretty closely, Sam. Amen to that. We'll keep an eye on that ball. There's there's so many things to keep an eye on, though. It's got a little bit hard for the American people. But you know what? It's not time, uh, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, to back away. It's time to double down. Because if you want to use Germany, we used to use Germany in the Hitler scenario to say we'll never let that happen to us. Uh, the Germans especially said, we'll never go through that again. We're wiser now. My question is, but are we? Greetings from New Normal Germany. C.J. Hopkins with the peace, lol. Right. Now, uh, so C.J. lives in Germany, apparently, and he is describing the new normal that's there. But he first reminds us of what occurred in the 1930s under Hitler. He says, on April 1, 1933, shortly after Hitler was appointed chancellor, the Nazis staged a boycott of Jewish businesses in Germany. So stormtroopers stood outside the Jewish-owned stores with Gothic-lettered placards reading, quote, Germans, defend yourselves, do not buy from Jews, end of quote. Well, the boycott itself failed. Most Germans just ignored it and went on with their lives, but... It was the beginning of the official persecution of the Jews and the beginning of totalitarianism in Nazi Germany. Now, last week, right here in New Normal Germany, writes C.J. Hopkins, the government implemented a social segregation system that bans anyone who refuses to publicly conform to the official New Normal ideology from participating in German society. From now on, Only those who have an official vaccination pass 
or proof of a negative PCR test are allowed to sit down and eat at restaurants, shop at non-essential stores, go to bars, go to the cinema, or wherever. <clears throat> now, that's interesting, Sam. Does that sound familiar? Well, it sure does to me. Now, of course, CJ then says there is no way to compare the current normal to the 1933 Nazi Germany because that would be illegal in the new normal Germany. So today's Germany, he's saying, it's illegal to be comparing the current situation with 1933 Nazi Germany. In order to do that, you have to have a permit. You have to ask the government for permission to protest the current new normal in Germany. And in order to participate in a protest, you have to wear a nine, an N95 mask and maintain a distance of one and a half meters from any other person. It's crazy, Sam. The very fact, he writes, the fact that the vast majority of Germans clicked their heels and started mindlessly following orders like they did in Nazi Germany, the moment the new normal was introduced last year doesn't mean that all Germans are fascists by nature. Most Americans did the same thing. So did the British, the Australians, the Spanish, the French, the Canadians, and a long list of others. The ease with which the German authorities implemented this new normal and how fanatically it has been embraced by the majority of Germans came as something of a shock. End of quote. Wow. So CJ here, he, you know, thought that Germans would be the first ones to recognize this totalitarian movement and would resist its implementation. But here we are over a year later, and who's, who's, who's checking the papers? Well, it's the shop clerks, it's the waiters and waitresses at the restaurants. They're checking your papers, Sam, to enforce compliance with the new normal ideology. Perfectly healthy, medically masked people are lining up in the streets to be experimentally vaccinated. This is just beyond crazy. They've got locked down, bankrupted shops and restaurants being converted into walk-in PCR test stations. They've got uh, the government debating mandatory vaccination of children in kindergarten. They've got goon squads arresting octogenarians for picnicking on the sidewalk without permission. The list goes on and on. And so at this point, I'm just sitting here waiting for the news that, 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 that of, of the creation of these mass disinfection camps being set up to solve the unvaccinated crisis, right? I mean, well, listen, right, of, of, of Germany in 1930s. Well, they had concentration camps then. Well, what about disinfection camps today? Wow. Well, CJ satirically says there is no similarity between Nazi Germany and the new normal Germany, but he ends his, his column with this quote, Sam. He says, sure, both systems suspended the Constitution, declared a national state of emergency, enabling the government to rule by decree, inundated the masses with insane propaganda and manipulated scientific facts, outlawed protests, criminalized dissent, implemented a variety of public rituals and symbols and a social segregation system to enforce compliance with their official ideologies and demonized anyone who refused to comply. But other than that, he writes, there's no similarity. <laughs> and anyone who suggests there is, is a dangerous social deviant extremist who probably needs to be quarantined somewhere or perhaps dealt with in some other special way. End of quote. So there you have it, Sam. If it can happen in Germany today, then it can happen here as well, but only 
if the people tolerate it or embrace it, Sam. That's what we got to stop. It seems like not only not only if it can happen, it seems like it is happening though. If you talk to experts uh, who understand uh, what kind of communist nations still exist in a, in the world today, uh, they will tell you. Uh, and there's been several people who have come to the United States for liberty and have become U.S. citizens who are warning about this right now. In fact, at some of the local meetings in Utah, uh, you've had some guests that have highlighted this and things like that. These are not just uh, metaphoric anecdotes. These are reality checks uh, given to us, I believe, by a loving God to remind us what we want and what we don't want in America. And we better take the wake-up calls seriously, Lowell. Well, it's like that uh, pastor who is in who lives in Canada. He 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 escaped. Um, you know, he he left Poland because of the totalitarian regime there. Came to Canada, <clears throat> expecting to enjoy freedom in Canada. And what was it? Just last week, he got arrested by the Canadian police for uh, holding a religious uh, service, a church service there on Sunday. Um, you know, and, you know, that's happening right here. I agree with you, Sam. It's not when, uh, I mean, it's not if anymore, but it, it's happening right now, uh, you know. It's really when us, and um, how. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the real question then is, so what are we doing about it? And, and that's where we have to, that's where we have to to speak up, we speak up loud and long. We We need to be in our uh, the ears of our public servants so that they know un, un, uh, without question how we feel about these these uh, these mandates we must not let them happen here we just can't tolerate it and we must not embrace it well and some say getting involved as an attorney or any different uh, you know in the media or in politics is kind of like wrestling with the hogs and we don't want any part of it you know you wrestle with the hogs you get all muddy but you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we better start to take this stuff seriously. We don't want to be the new normal Germany or the old-style Germany either. He jokes saying they're not the same, highlighting how eerily similar they really are. One of the ways they're pushing this propaganda is through the media, as you all are already aware. However, it gets worse. CIA disinformation operations come home to the United States. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Leon Panetta's involvement and a whole lot more. Who the heck's Leon Panetta? You're going to find out in seconds. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org with me. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her. And she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it and the other three boys were trapped in it and the car exploded and then when my mom found out about it she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside and they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it. 
because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> a public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding understanding of how the world really works a world where collectivism reigns it's time for individualism and an open mind mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend red pill expo 2021 get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org All right, Lowell Nelson, CIA, in the mix. And this is why I'm saying these people need to be prosecuted for criminal acts because they know full well that they're promoting disinformation operations. I mean, everyone knows about Operation Mockingbird if you don't go learn about it. But in Operation Mockingbird, the CIA ran over 400 American journalists as direct assets, for example. Okay, this is, this is crazy. The CIA has been running disinformation campaigns to influence foreign elections and everything else since World War II. They blatantly even admitted to it. Leon Panetta uh, and many others speaking out about this. Richard Dissel even spoke out about it. There's too much documentation to ignore. And this is where uh, if Fauci and those guys did gain-of-function research, which were getting evidence and direct correlation of dollars follow the money trail, that they are and were, uh, then the other question is what else are they using through the CIA through a modern-day mockingbird discussion to manipulate the public on this cocoa stuff. So serious, serious allegations, I know, uh, but they're not without precedent in false flag operations, Lowell. Good point, Sam. This uh, column is posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, um, and it uh, just retraces the uh, operations uh, of the CIA over the years. I think most of us are familiar with the facts that the CIA has been um, engaged in undermining certain regimes of countries around the world since 1953. Um, in fact, um, uh, there have been well over one, uh, what is it, 193 regime change operations uh, since 1953. So just like in the past, uh, what is that, about 70 years, uh, roughly 200 regime change operations. Now, the CIA is famous for this. I think no one questions that anymore. But what people may not have known is what you just a moment ago said, Sam, is that the CIA also would influence foreign media outlets ahead of elections in order to change attitudes within the target country. And so if, if there were 200, you know, violent regime change operations, there, uh, there's got to be at least 200 uh, of these uh, media uh, propaganda uh, type um, uh, operations as well. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, Leon Panetta, uh, he, uh, who was the director of the CIA from 2009 to 2011, 
um, he explained that that's what the CIA did. You know, they would they would they would influence the foreign media outlets in order to change the attitudes within the country. Um, uh, the method, he said, was to acquire media within a country or within a region that could be used um, to, to deliver a specific message or or to influence those who may own who may own elements of the media. Uh, so that they would cooperate uh, and work with you in delivering that message. So here you got the CIA running information operations to influence foreign elections since the end of World War II. Uh, that's corroborated by Richard Bissell, who ran the agency's operations during the Cold War. Um, and then um, you've, you've got, and so there's there's no question about this anymore, Sam. No question that the CIA was influencing foreign media outlets to achieve specific um, uh, goals or objectives. Well, they're bringing that home and have brought that home to the U.S. Uh, where they're running, uh, and, and you mentioned the most famous one, Operation Mockingbird. Uh, that's what uh, basically the CIA bought uh, well over 400 American journalists and used them as direct assets. The CIA would feed them information. Uh, there's even uh, uh, an admission in here that the uh, New York Times uh, covered for the reporters on their payroll um, who who were engaged in these types of operations. And so the problem we have here in America, once again, is that the tools of, of, of foreign wars abroad have come home to roost, right? The founders warned us about this, and then uh, we, but, but we're, we are seeing that in our own day as well. The intelligence community uh, is currently operating against the American people with our current lamestream media. And so the author of this column, Peter Van Buren, he describes the number of operations in the current day just within the past 5, 10, 15 years so that the reader can better understand them. It really is quite fascinating, Sam, worth your time to read. It's posted, as I said, at ronpaulinstitute.org. And because the mainstream media has been corrupted, they can hardly be believed. Probably your audience, Sam, um, uh, rarely believes uh, the lamestream media, but we need to get the word out, too. We, we have a lot more people to convince that the lamestream media should not be believed. And I'm just thanking my lucky stars for our alternative media, such as Liberty Roundtable, Sam, where where we can talk about what's really happening, we can share the truth, we can do so freely with the hope that uh, we have lots of listeners who who will will share uh, these types of shows with their, their friends, their family, their neighbors, and get the word out. Because this disinformation campaign, Operation Mockingbird, and similar operations run by the CIA within the United States is having a telling effect on the rising generation, just think of how many of our young people are are rising up. They're they're embracing socialism. They think socialism is a good thing. Well, how are they? How how is that being done in their minds? Well, it's done with academia, and it's done on the mainstream media, to name just two sources of that uh, of that garbage, Sam. So, I don't know what what's your take on on this? Uh, how can we combat? this uh, disinformation operations by our own CIA. I think that we speak boldly, nobly, and independently out against it, and we highlight what's been done for decades. This is beyond debate for those who are willing to research the truth. 
you know, Operation Mockingbird was exposed. They can claim it's gone underground or it went away or we don't do that anymore. But Americans can see ever increasing the propaganda. For example, all these journalists came out and said, yeah, you know, we told you that the gain of function research idea was a theory and bogus. We told you that the Wuhan lab leak was just a hypothesis, not even a theory. It was just whacked out conspiracy, you know, theorists and idealists that came up with this. It's bogus. They lied to us and said that for a year. And now they're literally coming out in mass saying, you know, the real reason we said that was not based on science like we told you, but it was based on we hate Donald. Well, whether you hate Donald or not isn't the point. They lied about the science. They lied about the evidence. They uh, pitched false narratives, and it was from the government to the media all the way through to scientists and literally everybody. And so for those of you who tell me that they can't create a false narrative and get away with it, that, oh, somebody would blow the whistle, well, it lasted for a year in this simple, limited example with all of us in talk radio telling you they're lying to you. Now they've admitted we're absolutely correct, and they did lie. And they've explained part of the reason they lied, but not all of it. Okay, they lied because they're socialists and communists. And Donald stood against their narrative. So they blamed it on Donald because they don't want to tell you the whole story. They just want to say it's that guy with goofy hair and not really dig into the real issues, which is they want to promote communism and they want to promote socialism and they want to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth. They don't want to admit that much. Uh, but they got caught lying and we've exposed them. So now we just need to push the narrative that, hey, go document Mockingbird and the CIA if you don't believe us. Go document the propaganda in elections. Panetta tells you it straight out. So does uh, Richard, whatever that guy's name is. I don't have it in front of me. Um, these yep. people have literally clearly said it, right? So, uh, look, who's lying to you and who's been telling you the truth? Uh, we told you that there were UFO stuff. They lied and said, no, no, they're crazy. Conspiracy. Now the government's admitting blatantly there are UFO stuff. There is evidence. It's not a conspiracy theory. And we can go right on through with the Federal Reserve and on and on and on and on. And the, it reminds me of a book that my buddy Pat Shannon wrote a long time ago. Everything I've ever been told is a lie. Now you can say, well, that's a little extreme, Sam. Maybe. But sadly, maybe not, lol. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, maybe not. Uh, you've got the mainstream media, which I call the lamestream media, because everything they say is wrong well either that or it's a little bit of truth mixed with uh, the garbage they want you to believe so that's one of the tools of influence uh, that is used you know some reporter uh, runs a story tells you a little bit of truth but the sprinkles you know he tells you a lie but sprinkles in a little bit of truth to give a credibility that's that's one of the tools of influence used by the cia used by the lamestream media so yeah, you can't believe them, and we just need more people disbelieving lamestream media in order we to need win more this people. war of, uh, of We need more people in the game, but we also need more money backing what we're doing to spread our word and not depend on the lamestream manipulative uh, organs like the you know Facebook and some of these others uh, to tell the tale. We've got to circumvent those people, and that takes a lot of money and hard work and a lot of technical know-how. And it ain't free to gain for sure. Now, they've been telling you to wear masks forever. Well, Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Then he said, do wear a mask. And then he said, well, I lied and told you not to wear a mask because we didn't have enough masks. And, and anyway, the guy just flip-flops and lies. But we've been telling you not to wear a mask, and we maintain it. John Rappaport highlights, we were right again, lol. <laughs> That's right, Sam. Just uh, earlier, uh, about a month ago, April 2nd of this year, Health Canada issued an advisory warning people not 
to use face masks labeled that uh, contain graphene or biomass graphene. Well, in other words, many of the blue and white masks that are sold in stores throughout the country today may contain graphene or what they call biomass graphene, which are microscopic particles that can damage the lungs. Right? Kim Donaldson brought this out. He's a respiratory toxicologist at the University of Edinburgh. He and his colleagues are among the first to raise the warning flag on graphene, at least for nanoscopic uh, platelets of the material. It's not too great a leap of the imagination to imagine, he says, how such tiny flakes of carbon might be transported deep within the lungs, similar to asbestos fibers and coal dust. Once lodged there in the lungs, there is no likely mechanism for the removal or breakdown of such inert particles, and they might reside on these sensitive tissues triggering a chronic inflammatory response or interfering with normal cellular functions, end of quote. So bottom line, Sam, is that the masks that are supposedly designed to keep us safe from COVID-19 might be the very instrument that are getting us sick. If you breathe in these nanoparticles of graphene, you could develop a serious lung infection. Then you take the PCR test, you get a false positive, and boom, there you go, you become a COVID case. So don't, do not wear a mask, Sam. Do not get the COVID experimental gene therapy injection. This is really a bioweapon. Instead, avoid the diseases, strengthen your own immune system through good nutrition, regular exercise, and rest. And that way, you will enjoy a happy and contented life, Sam. That's the bottom line. That's what we're all after. Peace and prosperity, Sam. That's where it's at. And ladies and gentlemen, we've been telling you the truth on this from the very start. We said that masks, you know what, they don't solve the problem they claim they do. If you study the nanoparticle studies and all that kind of stuff, they don't do the job they claim. Even if you agree with the scientific nature of masks in medical settings and very controlled settings, those are better, more medical style masks. And they actually have people that understand protocols and how to wear them. When you wear the same mask over and over and over, you're actually spreading disease. Not only, not only that, but making yourself sick. We've told you that from the start. And now the truth comes out. Toxic as all get out. What is their agenda? Who knows? But it sure isn't the sacred cause of liberty. And it sure isn't the truth. I'll tell you that. Lowell, thank you, my friend. You're welcome, Sam. Good to be with you. Always doing a phenomenal job. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Check out that school coming up on July 31st. Incredible stuff. And thank you so much for the incredible topics and discussion points, articles to point to, and more. I'm Sam Bushman. I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is the broadcast for May 31st in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio the traditions of our founding fathers. 
Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land. The Constitution for the United States of America is indeed our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And we're convinced that checks and balances are one of the brilliant solutions that we still have at our fingertips. Thank heavens to the Founding Fathers and their incredible legacy that we ought to honor and carry forward. It is a wonderful, elongated Memorial Day weekend, and it is Memorial Day. Welcome to what, the last Monday in May? Is that how it is? All right, welcome to the broadcast. What is Memorial Day? Most folks don't even know. They just say it's time to party and barbecue and have a good time and, I don't know, view pornography and do whatever they do for their pastimes. And uh, the problem is we're losing sight of what really is important. We're not cognizant of who's sacrificed and the liberties we have as a result of their sacrifice and service and love and dedication to all things critical. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. The good Dr. Scott Bradley is in the house. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, his collegiate series and lifelong pursuit to preserve the nation, his weekly webinars, his collegiate series, and a whole lot more, well over a 1,000 videos available at freedomsrisingsun.com. But he makes time for us even on Memorial Day. Welcome to the broadcast, Dr. Bradley. Well, thank you, Sam. And uh, I'm glad we're able to uh, listen to all your, or at least uh, visit with all your faithful uh, listeners. Uh, uh, this is a, a very appropriate day to be talking about liberty and so on. And, it, and, and honestly, as you point out, we have lost uh, the origins of, of this day. It first started in 18, uh, 1868, and, and uh, it's been modified from a, a day of memorial for those that lost their lives uh, in warfare uh, to uh, a day where everybody goes and decorates the graves of Grandma and Grandpa and everybody else and uh, lost ones, uh, and, and that's very appropriate too. Uh, but then there's the holiday instead of the holy day kind of concept that's crept into what everything happens in America. You know, uh, there's ni it's nice and wonderful to have picnics with loved ones and everything. But I think we need to sometimes give pause to the price that's been paid for our liberty, and there's a whole lot we could talk about. I mean, an unbelievable amount. But I hope in our discussions we don't come to glorify war, but to recognize the solemnity of it and how it's the last full measure for so many, and it is the most onerous burden that any nation bears at any time. And that's why the founders put the limits and bounds upon it that they did. And there's, there's very honorable and noble logic that went into this stuff. And so as we talk about the lost loved ones, we give honor to them. But in addition to that, I think we ought to, and maybe maybe I'm taking this on a, a different path than, than you would have pay, taken it, but I'm, I'm very concerned that we enter into this most onerous burden without and not only due process, but due consideration to its costs. And uh, those that have lost loved ones, those that have suffered, you know, not just a loss of life, but uh, limb and, and mental capacity. I've got, for example, a, well, he's, he's dead now, but I had an uncle that uh, I always say he died in 1943, but he didn't know it until 1963. I mean, the, the burdens he bore for the next 20 years uh, were, I mean, it, he was in his own hell himself while he lived in his mortal body. And uh, what a tragic thing. You think of the loved ones that suffer after the loss of loved ones. And, and this onerous burden 
is something that must not be entered into with the frivolity that we do today. There, there were checks and balances. There was processes that needed to be. I mean, I could give you statement after statement by the American founding fathers as to why they did what they did, and, and they knew the burden of it. And honestly, those that have been in combat understand that the the guy on the receiving end of the round you're sending down range is probably no more complicit in the thing than you are. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, bad leadership, bad leadership needs to be called out on this thing. I am absolutely convinced that with an appropriate foreign policy and with diplomats rather than warmongers sitting in the high places, with people that held sacred the gift of life that God has given us, I think there would be far fewer battles and far more of the goodness of, you know, <laughs> you think about what the angels said at the birth of the Savior, uh, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. You think about, you know, the, what Isaiah said, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. War mocks the Prince of Peace. And sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes, uh, but by the way, the list of reasons we go to war should be very, 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 very short. And the Founding Fathers uh, knew that most of the time wars occurred because of one leader's peak against another peak. I mean, here they got ticked off at them, they're going to take it, and the people, it's not their battle until it becomes their grief because of what is onerously put on them. And and so uh, our list should be, I mean, I really believe it, it should be really boiled down to our ability to worship and serve our God, our ability to provide and protect our, for our families. Um, we have very, to live in freedom and peace. I mean, this idea of the freemen standing between their loved ones and war's desolation, that's what the image is. And it's not something that is carried out for foreign war, uh, for uh, treaties, for issues that don't, you know, I mean, you think about, it. I mean, we could talk at length about, oh, George Washington's farewell address, what he talked about our intrigues with foreign powers, with people we're currently involved in engagement because of people overseas insisting that we be there to fight their battles. Uh, we, we have people that are, that would take to their death the desire to take the whole nation to their death if they could support a given nation. And, and really, uh, this idea of going to war for all the reasons we are today without, a, without following the processes that were outlined by the American Founding Fathers, um, it's diabolical. It's satanic. It is wickedness to the core. And the 1.8 million Americans that have died since uh, they, uh, this whole thing started back in Lexington, um, so few of them died because of just wars. Uh, now, I'm not, I'm not in any way, I'm not in any way denigrating their sacrifices, their loved ones' sacrifices. I mean, uh, this is not the purpose of it. You know, I mean, uh, well, let me, let me just quote uh, General Douglas MacArthur's farewell address at West Point. Um, he says, duty, honor, country. Those three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be. He's talking to those that would fight America's battles. The, the uh, you know, 
gray line, if you will, <laughs> long gray line of those that had gone through West Point. Anyway, they are your rallying points to build courage when courage seems to fail, to regain faith when there seems to be little cause for faith, to create hope when hope becomes forlorn. You are the leaven which binds together the entire fabric of our national system of defense. From your ranks come the great captains who hold the nation's destiny in their hands the moment the war toxin sounds. The long gray line has never failed us. Were you to do so, a million ghosts in olive drab and brown khaki and blue and gray would rise from their white crosses, thundering those magic words, duty, honor, country. This does not mean you are warmongers. Now, that's the thing that we forgot today. Now, I'm going to go on with just another sentence, but, but think about that for a minute. Most people today believe that you can only be a patriot if you're a warmonger. But this is, I mean... If you read the whole farewell address, you'll you'll hear words of men that have slogged through the mud, that have been there on the the most dreary times. But he said, this does not mean you are warmongers. On the contrary, the soldier above all other people prays for peace, for he must suffer and bear the deepest wounds and scars of the war. So here we have today a bunch of armchair generals, if you will, sitting in, in uh, high places in this nation that are willing to throw our, our brave young people into battle. And honestly, it is a tragic travesty to think that, that we go to war for the reasons we do today with as little justification. Uh, there, there rarely have been uh, foreign wars, uh, French and Indian wars or whatever that have little or have less, I guess I should say, justification as a just war than the ones we are engaged in today, and we are sending our people there. Again, I'm not denigrating the people that are willing to go and fight and die. What I'm denigrating is bad leadership. We have terrible leadership that has no understanding of the true cost of these things, and they're willing to sacrifice our best and brightest our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor on battlefields that we should not be involved in. So I think today is a day to not only remember the great sacrifices, the tremendous burdens that have been borne, but also to call ourselves to task, if you will, to turn back to the truths that were originally established and turn from the falsehood that we're following today for false reasons. It sounds like we've got to take a Amen. break. Amen. Dr. Cow. Bradley, hang tight. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. FreedomsRisingSun.com. I am Sam Bushman. We are live and wishing you a happy Memorial Day. But let's talk in more detail about what this day really means, who we are. True patriots are not warmongers. They do what's necessary, but they pray and work for peace. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be. They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness 
and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen, freedomsrisingsun.com. We are live for Memorial Day, wishing you a happy Memorial Day. But ladies and gentlemen, this is serious indeed. Please take time with your loved ones and friends on this Memorial Day to reflect on the cost, the freedom and the responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, to defend and promote our liberties. Sadly, honoring fallen heroes is not commonplace any longer in America or even around the world for that matter. And unless future generations are taught clearly so they understand, the freedom was purchased at, a, purchased at a great price, then we are likely to not understand and Memorial Day will become a, well, the true meaning of Memorial Day will just become a memory. We need to understand the sacrifice those who have made for her, meaning America. We need to understand a Memorial Day message from Tim Wildman. Ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. The commitment, courage, and sacrifice of those who gave their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honors to secure the blessings of freedom for their fellow citizens should never be taken for granted, ladies and gentlemen. We need to understand who we are. We need to understand our godly and our American heritage. And uh, as far as I can tell, this whole broadcast this hour today is dedicated to this understanding and hopefully uh, an awakening for those who have not given it the credence it deserves or the credit that it deserves and an awakening for those who may not have even been aware. I think we've lost much more than we realize. Some say it could become a faded memory. I think it already has become to a great degree. So we need to awaken the people to understand who we are and what sacrifices have been made to define who we are. And then going forward in their legacy and in their honor, committing to nothing less than the same, Dr. Bradley. Well, absolutely. And and if, I mean, we can tie this into so many different things. We think about the diabolical effort to destroy our agency, our gift of liberty, our proper government, all the things that we were granted at such great cost. The thing that 1.8 million died for since Lexington and 
in addition, those that have lost loved ones, which is millions more, those that have suffered being maimed and crippled. And, and like I talked about my uncle that, that suffered for 20 years afterwards and really, in my opinion, died in 1943, but he really, he was laid in a grave in 1963. There are those that have exhibited and and you know it's a little more benign we might say in today's world where where they're destroying our liberty but honestly i truly believe that those that are seeking to overthrow the liberty of our god-given liberty that is a gift from our father i don't believe there's those that are, are leading us along this wicked path there's no innocence they wouldn't violate there's no virtue they wouldn't corrupt there's no purity they wouldn't they would hold sacred there's no truth they wouldn't smear there's no principle they wouldn't destroy there's no life they would not take as they seek to perpetrate the crime of the ages destroying mankind's god-given agency his freedom of choice and his liberty i believe that there are those in high places today that are wheedling the our liberty our freedom our agency uh, our proper government away from us and i believe that the battle is going on now and honestly if you think about what's happened for the last 14 or 15 months absolutely absurd what we have done in destroying this nation that was granted to us at such great cost and and so many that pledged their lives their fortunes and their sacred honor and blood has been spilt for this and we have rolled over to the fools that we have at the head of this government and literally i'm not sure that we really know who all of them are. I mean, I, I think there are people behind the scenes. You talk about the deep state or the CFR or whomever. But this has been a planned destruction of agency, and it is a war. And you say, well, where's the casualties? Where's the, you know, who's sending rounds downrange? Whatever. They have done things that have caused the loss of lives. And, and personally, I am absolutely convinced that this... Um, uh, medical procedure that they're jabbing in everybody's arms is going to have a long-term destructive effect too and I think maybe and maybe just maybe we ought to be thinking about those that have lost their lives in this things the suicides the the people that have taken their lives because of the destruction of their business the the hope they had of the future I mean if they haven't physically taken their lives they've lost hope They've lost their lives. The, the light of their eyes has gone out, if you will, because of what we've done. This is something that is a, a universal, diabolical thing. And while we consider the lives lost in actual shooting wars, if you will, I think that this war, even though it's not a shooting war, it's a war that continues. And it has raged since the beginning of time because of diabolical machinations that are seeking to overthrow the gifts of God. And so, yeah, this is a pretty broad subject. And and if you want to talk about war, we've got plenty we could talk about. We could talk about the words of the American Founding Fathers and why they set these processes up that were set up. They understood, but we have stopped following them. And even though we, we had our last declared war in World War II, we have never ended war once the United Nations came into being. And, and honestly, we sadly, had... that's a fact. Sadly, that's a fact. And that's by design, Dr. Bradley. I want to talk about There's war no for a teeny bit. But then I want to move to the founding fathers and to the morality of the people who occupy this nation, uh, because we need to understand that really the morality of individuals translates to the morality of families. And society is nothing more than a mirror of the morality or lack thereof 
of its individuals and families. It's not a collective discussion at all. And, and I bring that up on purpose. But we'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about this war mentality. We've become a warlike people, sadly. And we praise war, and we praise those who go to war. And I agree with you. I'm not here to attack those who are willing to fight for our country. And I'm not here to attack those who go under a certain premise and then find out it's a little different than they had, a lot different, I should say, than they had expected. And they aren't fighting for what they thought they were and all that kind of stuff. I, I am saddened uh, for those people who have been deceived about what we're fighting for, what we're not, the games we're playing on the international stage, etc. But I want to make one point about war on this Memorial Day that's critical. And I don't want to get off on a tangent about it, but I do want to highlight it. If we would return to honest money, if we were to return to the honest weights and measures of the Bible and of our founding document, the supreme law of the land, the states shall make nothing for the payment of debt except for gold and silver coinage. They would not have the ability to manipulate currency, and they would not have the ability to go to such unprecedented, constant war, whether it be United Nations, whether it be the United States, whether it be justified, whether it be not, whether it be ongoing forever or, you know, start and stop wars, whatever, or rumors of wars and uh, the military-industrial complex. Look, if we would get a handle on our money, ladies and gentlemen, and chain them down with the Constitution and honest money, these wars would stop because there'd be no way to fund them. But as long as we let the dishonest money counterfeiters, the United States government, in bed with the banking cartel, uh, create endless money, there's no stop shenanigans. There's no stopping them from their uh, belligerent mischief. There's no stopping the military-industrial complex for filthy lucre and blood and carnage uh, to destroy the people worldwide. And the only way to stop it is to chain them down with the Constitution and return to honest money. I want to highlight that very clearly because it echoes through all generations of time uh, the abuses that dishonest money has plagued the people with. It's always been the same, Doctor. Well, you know, you, you bring up an excellent point, and, and it's often or almost always overlooked. I mean, follow the money. That's uh, one of the – it should be our war cry, if you will – Follow the money with this uh, medical procedure. They're the jabbing. They're jabbing everybody's arm. What? What? Who is qui bono? Who benefits? It's those that are taking the the money in their pockets. Those that go to war. Think of the Rothschilds and what they've done for uh, hundreds of years, uh, uh, funding war on both sides. Uh, both that money is a racket for making. I mean, money. War is a racket for for making money for those that manipulate the currency. And um, whether it's the, the Rothschilds or the Morgans or whomever, I mean, you look at what brought us literally into World War One. probably one of the most ludicrous wars that our nation has ever been involved in. And we've been in, involved in a lot of them, a lot of very unjust wars. But the fact of the matter is that we were drawn in by the money, the money mongers. It was because they were funding both sides, and they had more at risk if the if France and, and England lost, and they pulled us into war. I mean, Woodrow Wilson, his shenanigans, and everything that went along with that, the his cabal of people that were there with him. You know, the uh, uh, Edward Mandel House, and and well, we could talk about the Dulles brothers and everybody else. But this that follow the money. Follow the money. That's what war's about. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could chain them down with honest money, we could jettison a lot of the mischief they're getting into, war being the chief among them. 
quick pause on your radio with Dr. Woodley. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As the Chinese government says they're done investigating the origins of the coronavirus pandemic and blame it on nature, many in the scientific community says there's nothing natural about this virus and are pointing at a Wuhan China laboratory as the source. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Fox News says this is a cover-up by the Chinese government. It's all circumstantial to be sure. The people who could clean this up, the people who could answer these questions have refused to do so. The Chinese Communist Party knows where this came from. They know who patient zero was. They could fix this. If I'm wrong, they could embarrass Mike Pompeo. Come on, bring it. Uh, Show the world that this didn't come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They're not going to do that because they know that they covered this up in the same way that Chernobyl was covered up for so long. We saw the same results. Millions of people dead. It is Memorial Day 2021. couple wise reminders. Don't wish anyone a happy Memorial Day. This is not Christmas. And don't disregard its importance. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaruth for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold sold gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. The infrastructure debate lingers on with questions about what is infrastructure. Now deadlines have been drawn in the sand. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau reports. An apparent deadline has been set for a bipartisan deal to be reached on the Biden administration's infrastructure bill. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tells CNN State of the Union that the president will look to act without the support of Republicans if they can't come to a consensus. By the time that they return, uh, which is June 7th, we need a clear direction. Uh, you know, certainly encouraging to see the healthy conversations that have happened over the last days and weeks. But the president keeps saying inaction is not an option, and uh, time is not unlimited here. The plan from Republicans is around $250 billion, a far cry from the president's $1.7 trillion. Introducing Mr. and Mrs. Boris Johnson. The British prime minister married his environmental activist sweetheart, Carrie Simmons, after they secretly tied the knot in London on Saturday. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman talking about Memorial Day. What a blessed day that it can be and should be. The commitment, the courage, the sacrifice of those who give their lives, their honors, and their sacred fortunes to secure freedom for their fellow citizens. I pray we can do the same. We should never take them for granted, ladies and gentlemen. This is not just a cookout barbecue day, although there's nothing wrong with those things. 
but you got to contemplate. you got to understand. And most importantly, honoring fallen heroes is not commonplace any longer. Unless future generations are taught that their freedom was purchased at a great price, the meeting of Memorial Day may be lost. Please take time with your family and friends on this Memorial Day to make sure they understand the cost of freedom and our responsibility to defend and preserve liberty. It is the great war in heaven continued on the earth. It is a reality check for you, my fellow Americans, to use your agency uh, between good and evil. Which will you choose? Whom will be your master? God Almighty or Satan himself? Or will you just uh, stay in the middle and get hit by traffic going both directions because you can't decide? If you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. But war is brought on primarily by filthy lucre. Dishonest money that allows them to buy up all kinds of military hardware in the military industrial complex and then fund both sides of war. And out of the carnage and the destruction and the disaster in its wake, do they steal liberty. Sometimes it's stealth. Sometimes it's blatantly in your face. Most of the time it's somewhere in between. But beware and awake and arise and understand agency is at stake. Liberty is on the altar. And we the people have the, uh, in my opinion, the deciding balance. Will we do nothing and let evil prosper? Or will we stand as vanguards of the sacred cause? Will we rise up as patriotic Americans and do our duty? as was done before our day. In these last days, as we await the return of the Savior Jesus Christ, will we stand tall and be among the wise virgins? I pray, Dr. Bradley, the answer is a resounding yes. But the people will have a hard time returning to those things if they have never contemplated them. They've never considered them. I I will quote uh, St. George Tucker. I, I always introduce him as the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era. And this is what he said about war. And we don't think about this today. This is not the way we think. It's like, uh, let's take Lindsey Graham, for example. Lindsey Graham never saw a conflict in the world he didn't want to kill some Marines in. He wanted to send some expeditionary force over there to get blown up. I mean, the kinetic energy of war is really, really destructive to the human body. And, And they're willing to throw people into that, have them torn limb from limb. And, and it's not our monkey, usually. Here's what Tucker said. The, the term war embraces the extremes of human misery and iniquity and is alike the offspring of one and the parent of the other. <laughs> human misery and iniquity. Think about that. Offspring and the parent. Okay, going on. See, there's, there's eloquence in these words that we rarely think about today. Going on with Tucker. What else is the history of war from the earliest ages to the present moment but an afflicting detail of the sufferings and calamities of mankind resulting from the ambition, usurpation, animosities, resentments, piques, intrigues, avarice, rapacity, oppressions, murders, assassinations, and other crimes of the few possessing power? How rare are the instances of a just war? How few of those which are thus denominated have had their existence in a national injury? The personal claims of the sovereign are confounded with the interests of the nation over which he presides, and his private grievances or complaints are transferred to the people who are thus made the victims of a quarrel in which they have no part until they become principals in it by their sufferings. 
Now, we don't have to do that. He went on to say, war would be banished from the face of the earth were nations instead of princes, meaning presidents or senators or whomever, were nations instead of princes to decide upon their necessity, injustice can never be the collective sentiment of a people emerged from barbarism. Happy the nation where people are the arbiters of their own interests and their own conduct. Happy were it for the world did the people of all nations possess this power. We possess the power as a people. We have abrogated our responsibility as a people. We have handed it, well, see, Congress is the ones closest to those that would suffer the depredations of war, the ones that would pay for the war, the ones that would shed their blood in it. Congress was representing those people. Congress was to take a deliberate action and enter it because of just causes. And it wasn't to be ever delegated to anybody. It cannot be delegated. It couldn't go to the president. It can't go through a treaty. Southeast Asia, the stuff that happened in Vietnam was through a treaty. It was carried out by a subset of the United Nations, the Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, which was a, a regional arrangement under the United Nations. NATO, currently in, in Afghanistan, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. You look at what's gone on in Bosnia with NATO and United Nations before that. These things are carried out under the auspices of internationalist organizations that are beyond the Constitution in terms of what should be ruling and being the, the principal form of government in this nation. But we have forgotten these things, and we have allowed good, wonderful people to be slaughtered on the battlefield. And, and loved ones left behind. I mean, the tragic things that have happened. Lives are changed. I mean, God can only fix these things. And, and we, have, we have been so remiss in how we've gone into these things. And so, yes, if they're follow, you know, follow the money, as we say. The people that are trying to do this for money purposes. And, and we arm other nations around the world. That's a whole other topic we could talk about. We're the biggest arms dealer in the world. I mean... <laughs> You talk about Adnan Khashoggi, the guy that uh, that was an arms dealer back in the 70s and 80s. He was a piker compared to what the United States is. The billions upon billions that we've put into wars and we're supplying the absolute slaughter. You think about the the women and children, the the farmers, the the people that are that have no interest in any of these things that are happening that are being torn to bits by the technology that we're send, sending overseas. Oh yeah, there's it's it's good for the economy, you bet. Mm -hmm. And so there's some industries, the military industry complex that, that benefits from this. There's the bankers that benefit from this. There's the politicians that keep getting their coffers filled by the lobbyists that are that are pushing for different things. There are people pushing their national, these are international people pushing their national interests in our Congress so that we will go to war on their behalf. And we, if not at least uh, on the battlefield with them, boots on the ground, we're at least providing their, their military weaponry. Uh, you and I, what, five, six years ago, were in Washington, D.C. When the Ukraine was there before our Congress, we sat in the peanut gallery of the Congress and listen to the people praise these people in the Ukraine. They were following an oligarch that we were being asked to fund so that they could have their oligarch 
remain in power instead of having Putin intervene? Who's worse, Hitler or Stalin? Think about some of these people that we're behind someday. And, and we make allies out of people that should never. They have no no purpose in having us. So we, we don't go abroad to search for monsters to destroy, paraphrasing John Quincy Adams. But we're the arbiters of our own future. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But we have forgotten that in America. We've engaged ourselves all over the world. The, the sun never sets on a U.S. war. I mean, you know, the old saying about the sun never sets on the British Empire. We have got stuff going on all over the world. But but we have, for the last century and a half, when we, we lost track of the founders' view, I mean, you, you look at all of this stupid insurrections, we call them, where people are fighting against American troops being on their soil, and nobody can ever say why we're there. It's just absurd. And and good people are dying because of that. And I, I weep because of that. And, and by the way, some people that have maybe never faced combat might find it difficult to think why former opponents in war, the grunts, if you will, that were shooting at each other across some distance, why they can get together and, and you know, kind of celebrate and and. Uh, collaborate and, and maybe fraternize when, I mean, they were bitter enemies. They were trying to kill each other not that long before. But it's the leadership that brought them to that point. I mean, you think about what happened in 1914 uh, at Christmas time when, when across the trenches, you know, they started singing Christmas t- carols. The guys got out and celebrated, sh- exchanged gifts, and then they went back to the trenches and started shooting each other again. Their leadership were complicit and devils incarnate, I think. Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen, my question is this. How do we pray for peace, work for peace in such a warlike people nation? How do we turn it around? Is it just war and money, or is there more to it? Quick pause. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back to the live, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bradley Sam Bushman, final segment live on Memorial Day. Pray for peace around the world. Work hard and pray that we might all prosper. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business indeed. Reject unjust wars and stand for peace wherever you are. Stand in holy places for peace. So, Dr. Bradley, no doubt money is the, the trail that you need to follow. No doubt we've become a warlike people. No doubt we're led around by the nose by those who are dishonest and lie. No doubt the war in heaven continues on earth today, and we as agents need to choose whom we will serve, God Almighty or Satan, peace or war, God on the side of peace, uh, Satan on the side of war and destruction. Uh, but, you know, there's more behind this than just money and war and the military-industrial complex and everything else. I think behind this is a propaganda campaign because I believe when most people get the right information they will choose what's right most people are far from perfect you know what we're a fallen people and without Jesus Christ and his uh, infinite sacrifice we're all cooked but you know what if we turn to God and repent and work hard on it he will heal us he will protect us he will make up the difference to the grace of the atonement uh, and I bring that up because there's there's more here than meets the eye. There's a big propaganda campaign underpinning all of this to where the people don't get the information. As you wisely mentioned, you know, people aren't getting this information. They're not getting the information that they need to contemplate and think about these things. And, and, and so we really need to address this, uh, in my opinion, this propaganda campaign underlying this whole movement of a warlike people, this whole idea that we just... Hey, let everybody go to war and, and, and kill everybody. Don't worry about it. Let God sort them out idea. And this idea that we're just going to make it a wonderful day for a cookout and nothing more. This is all because of an undergirding propaganda campaign. I mean, it reminds me of uh, back in the day in America, um, we had uh, Operation Mockingbird. We had the CIA manipulating the media, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I want to really point that out, that underlying this whole thing is this massive propaganda campaign to make sure that people don't get the truth because when they do they feel it in their hearts and in their souls and they gravitate towards it they just do doctor well a few minutes ago <clears throat> we were talking about how there is a war that's ongoing i mean it may not be a shooting war within our streets right there at this moment but this this war a propaganda war uh, a war that uh, deceives and, and leads people away and ultimately will destroy their their physical bodies at least maybe not their souls but maybe it will but but that is absolutely true this propaganda war is absolutely real and and it's being carried out you know i we need to turn our hearts back as you point out to god and and we need to start looking at uh, original sources if you will we need to go back to the source of our very lives, the source of our freedom, our liberty, everything. That's what the Founding Fathers did. And and I, it brings to mind something, and uh, it's a, someone I knew back in the 70s, a great spiritual leader. Um, didn't know him as good as I wanted to or would have liked to still. But he's dead now, but his name was Spencer W. Kimball. 
and uh, he put out a, uh, a document in 1976 that should be it should be required reading for all people. It's called the False Gods We Worship, and and we as a modern people think we're cosmopolitan, sophisticated, and everything. We wouldn't worship the the, the makings of our hands, you know, like Moloch and, and these little idols that they worshipped, the calf and everything else like that. But he he indicts us. He he's he's he brings he he had some very insightful positions on this. I'll just quote a, a slight a slight amount. Uh, from what he said in that uh, document. He says, We are a warlike people, easily distracted from our assignment of preparing for the coming of the Lord. When enemies rise up, we commit vast resources to the fabrication of gods of stone and steel, ships, planes, missiles, fortifications, and depend on them for our for protection and deliverance. By the way, I might say physicians and scientists and pharma companies. Okay, You, you can put in our current situation very easily into this, going on with what he said, we eat and depend on them for protection and deliverance. I'll just parenthetically state, why couldn't we have looked to God in this so-called pandemic? Anyway, go on. When threatened, we become anti-enemy. Instead of pro-kingdom of God, we train a man in the art of war and call him a patriot, thus in the manner of Satan's counterfeit of true patriotism, perverting the Savior's teachings. Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. <clears throat> anyway, he, you know, it goes on with Matthew chapter 5. And, and then he goes on in the next paragraph. We forget that if we are righteous, the Lord will either not suffer our enemies to come upon us. And this is the special promise of the inhabitants of the land of the Americas. Or he will fight our battles for us. And he references scriptures in all of this. To name only two references of many, he is able to do. For as he said in the time of his betrayal, Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Okay, so then he talks about, he says, Can we imagine what fearsome soldiers they would be? King Jehoshaphat and his people were delivered by such a troop. And when Elijah's life was threatened, he comforted his servant by saying, Fear not, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. The Lord then opened the eyes of the servant, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and round of and fire round about Elijah. And then he talks about others that have been delivered, and, and not to go on and belabor the point. But the fact of the matter is, we have turned our hearts as a people to false gods, workings of our hands. And whether it's the workings of pharmacies and, and uh, physicians and researchers and, and uh, the big politicians, or it's people that are making tanks and artillery shells, and we have turned our hearts to that rather than the true God that we should be looking to. And yes, we, we, we have, there are times that war is necessary, and sometimes we will be engaged. But think of Gideon and what he started with a big army, ended up with 300 because God was with him. He did it God's way. And we as a people have turned our hearts away from the t true deliverance. Our Savior is no longer Jesus Christ in this land. Sadly, I know there are some. I, I pray and hope that I'll qualify to, to be considered or convicted, if you will, of being a disciple of Christ. But sadly, most people in America no longer look to Jesus Christ as our Savior. We are looking to pharma, to to military industrial complexes, to politicians. We have forgotten who our true Savior is, and that's where we need to 
come back to. We need to turn our hearts back to there so that we can have peace and freedom, so we can worship our God and take upon us our Savior's name, so that we can have the blessings of liberty, so that we can live in truth, so that we can provide for and protect and live with, enjoy our, our wives and our children. Those are the kinds of things when our hearts are right with God that we need to return to. And in my opinion, we as a people may need to be humbled to the point that we can do that. And I don't know when that humbling will be, but I would far rather well, you humble see the myself start of it with my the pandemic. Accord. You see the start of it with the pandemic. You see the start of it with the changes in society where people are locked down. More people have been waking up uh, as we see their real hand uh, than ever before. And so, you know what? Things are starting to change. I can't control who does what. As Chuck Harder used to say, um, uh, you know what? We can't solve the world by 3 o'clock. We can't solve the world's problems by 3 o'clock. But we can do what's within our sphere. We can stand up boldly, nobly, independently for the sacred cause. We can turn to God, family, and country and use our sphere of influence to encourage others to do the same. And that which we can do, we shall do. It's that simple. And ladies and gentlemen, I know some, in some ways we sound like a broken record on your radio, but I tell you these are the solutions. These are the real answers, and we will advocate them or for them for the day, until the day we die. Okay, these are sacred, these are real, and especially on Memorial Day, we will quadruple down in defense of God, family, and country. Chris from Utah wants to say a quick word. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Yes, Sam and Scott. Um, it's, it's very hard to add to what you guys have said because what you guys have said is true, but I will give it, a, give it my best shot. So in, in foreign wars of aggression, we then become the aggressors. And the blood of innocent men, women, and children are not only on our politicians' hands, they are on our hands as the people that elect those politicians. And I'm calling America out. I'm saying if you have voted for a Donald Trump or a Joe Biden or a Barack Obama or any of these other warmongers who either start or continue wars of aggression in foreign lands, you now have innocent blood on your hands because – you know, there's a, just one or two uh, degrees of separation between us and them. And we cannot go on in this way and expect uh, God to favor us as a nation and celebrate and, and stand boldly in front of the American flag with our hearts, with our hands over our hearts, thinking that we're doing good. We are not. We need to withdraw from these countries, and we need to repent of our sins of foreign wars of aggression. And brethren, I thank you for your service today and for standing up for the cause of liberty on Memorial Day. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. We'll let Chris fly. In the meantime, Dr. Bradley, I agree generally with Chris's point. I don't want to go too far into saying individuals have blood on their hands because they may ignorantly vote for someone. Uh, voting for somebody ignorantly or not understanding what they're really committing to is a lot of the propaganda that I highlighted that you mentioned at the start that people don't really realize. Uh, and how can they understand these things if they don't contemplate them? So I do believe that, that we do have, to some degree, blood on our hands uh, as a nation without question. But individualistically, I want to be very careful because I'm not a judge in Israel. And I want to be very careful of how accountable someone really is before God in relation to such uh, things. And so I don't disagree with the general point being made, but I want to be careful not to uh, be out of line with, with uh, how heavy of a burden or a responsibility uh, individuals may have. Your thoughts, doctor? Well, you know, Sam, I think that, I mean, I hear what you're both saying, but I think we need to quit 
brushing this off as something of the other guy's responsible. I believe God holds a people responsible for their actions if they are in a free land. We, as a people, have got the vote. I mean, I know it's been stolen from us recently and everything in large measure, but the fact of the matter is that, that we, the people, create the government that we have. And and we need to quit being uh, giving ourselves a pass on this thing. We need to study the issues. We need to contemplate them. And, and, and I think the greater culpability always uh, lies with the, the scoundrels that carry out these things, the, the Hitlers and the FDRs and the George Bushes. And the, you know, I, I will throw more people in that pot than you could possibly imagine uh, that I believe have been scoundrels over us. But we, the people, need to take responsibility. We need to say, this is the government that we, the people, have created. And I believe God does hold us responsible. To what, what measure? I don't know. I mean, he's the one that's going to end up and, and that's being my our judge. Point is, for example, you and I on the radio, and Chris urging people to to promote peace and stand for peace and advocate for peace, and you know we've done all that we can within our sphere and within our power. And I think that uh, makes our skirts clean, as the as the scriptures would kind of say. I think that I makes sure us didn't not vote for any of the turkeys that are doing it. Yeah. Amen. Agreed. <laughs> and neither did I. And that's Chris's point, and I generally agree with that point. I just want to make it to where people don't run around and feel like they're responsible for all the wars of the world individually, because I don't really see it that way. I think we need to do all that we can within our sphere of influence, within our understanding, and be accountable to do what's right to the best of our ability. And I think if we do that, Jesus Christ will know who we are, and he will make up the difference because of the great atonement. What a blessing that is. We celebrate God, family, and country on Memorial, ladies, Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen, and highly recommend you do the same. Thank you so much, Dr. Scott Bradley. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. Check it out. Worth all your time, money, and more. For Sam and Dr. Bradley, Chris Carlson, and Lowell Nelson, God save the republic.